are on. It is uh, Kickball, Season 2, Volume 3. Ladies and gentlemen, I am here with Bean. Hello. And uh, this is Boom. Let's listen to uh, the, the one strength just fade out here. Oh, man. This, this is, this, we're, we're getting good at this. I, you know, we, we tried something new. We're going to see how it works. I feel pretty good about it. Let's see. Let's see. I, I think it's, I'm pretty confident that it's going to be successful. Um, yeah, White Stripes, this, especially this song, what, what, what does it bring to you? I mean, I, I just think of myself as a you know, teenager again. Uh-huh. You know, that's what, would it come out in 99-ish? I, I wouldn't say like 01. 01? I think we're going to play the game. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see you got it next. Maybe one of those. Next, next round, or yeah. next, the next episode, we'll, we'll take a look at what year. Maybe you guys can you know, provide some feedback on it. Tell us what, uh, what year was made. But anyway, guys, um, it is Saturday night. And it's the night. It's it's playoffs Eve. Eve. <laughs> it's playoffs Eve here. Underdog playoffs Eves here in uh, in Portland. Uh, kickball. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about today. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, obviously the playoffs are, are tomorrow, um, which Sunday night. Um, in a year that we've gone without kickball, the fact that we get to uh, we get to do playoffs under the lights. I have I have not done a playoff under the light. Uh, I don't think ever. My, I've done a couple at West Borland, um, and then I know that I also played the Red Rubber Tournament mm. under the lights mm-hmm. uh, for those uh, those championship games. Those are fun. That's right. Actually, we so last summer I was playing for a team that uh, Corey uh, Coleman put together called the uh, Pork Chop Express. Two summers ago. Two summers ago. Oh, isn't that nuts? Yeah. There was no kickball in, in summer last year. Wow. Okay. Oh, boy. I mean, I might have to, like, pause and go take a cry in the right? corner. Right? Yeah, no. Uh, actually, I was talking with Dee about this because it it we so just commonly refer to, like, the last time we played kickball or the last season of kickball as last year. Mm-hmm. Last year I did this. Last No, it was, for most of us. It was two years ago. So, you know, this is, this is interesting because I've brought this up with uh, Breen. Obviously, you guys know she's my partner. Um, and we were just kind of talking amongst ourselves about this past year of kickball, which I kind of feel like we're, you and I and a lot of us within the community are trying our best to keep the kickball community like tight and strong and, and going. Mm-hmm. But it's like the great shakeup, right? All like kickball's got a lot of fringe players and a lot of players who've been around for a long time but like imagine if we're on a tree and you've got these fringe players who maybe are on the way out or maybe haven't really committed to the sport and someone came in and shuck that tree yeah and the ones who are close to the way out they just kind of fell off and or like the teams that were just kind of hanging on well they just let go that it's like the great like shake up right like like that that one year away and whatever whatever comes back Definitely isn't going to be as great as like the sum that was there, but it's like, you know, like. like but it'll be the firmest yeah, parts of the tree. Right, right. It's the firmest parts like, of the tree. Like, it, like the winter came and leaves came off, but whatever's there when it comes back, it's the people who are really committed to, to doing it. That's an interesting thought process there. I'll, you know, it'll be, um, you know, something to keep an eye on. But I think that's nice to think about, right? Like the people who are sticking through the kickball scene. Um, you know, through this entire period are the people that are really dedicated to kickball. Mm-hmm. So you're going to, you know, have, um, you know, the, the, the biggest players in the game, right? Right. 
The most committed groups. The most committed yeah. groups. Tight. That's, you know, and I mean, not to beat a dead horse here, but beat it. Um, that's that's really the biggest thing I've recognized about this past year about how crummy it is. Mm-hmm. But you've latched on to, at least I have, I've latched on to fewer people and made fewer people more important to me. Mm-hmm. Where I used to have a lot more people in my life that they were all collectively part of my life experience. Now, I, and I've always, if you know me, and many of you know, I don't make friends very well. I, I, just, I know that I know the things about me and my personality that it doesn't isn't really conducive to making a lot of friends. I know a lot of people, but don't make a lot of friends. So I already I started off with a, a tighter group of people. Mm. Now I went from like that same tight group of people to like, you know, thirty percent. Mm. That like I've, I've really latched on to about thirty percent of my tight group of people. And yeah, I, I, it's kind of like those people now are really all I got. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you got a lot more. <laughs> um, hey, I think maybe before we get going, maybe we should pay the bills. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's, uh, let's thank, uh, obviously, the, the good folks at Katie's Tasty Treats, uh, who are always uh, making delicious services, a, a delicious treats as a service to their kickball community. Definitely try them today. Absolutely. Uh, I, I really love the stuff that she produces. I buy my package every month, um, not because I'm a habitual marijuana user but because i want to support people from the community yeah i mean he just keeps them in boxes and then you know doles them out to friends and <laughs> yeah no seriously if you ever come to the house guess what you're probably going home with a bag of treats and uh not ashamed and i will always do it yeah i mean he as he said he has difficulty you know <laughs> making friends so you know what better way to do it than by giving him weed yeah so <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, obviously uh, PDX Dwelling is also uh, a great you know friend of the show and um, doing great things. As we mentioned, they're you know they're selling homes to people in our uh, community. So if you ever have to you know sell a house or buy a home, uh, reach out to Cassandra Skelly, who's uh, doing some great things for us. Yep, there's there's I, this really comes from like the whole COVID thing. It's that like this community is getting tighter and. We really gotta not 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 practice protectionism, but really just start practicing elevationism. You know, elevate the people from our community, elevate the people we can trust. Yeah, right. Lift lift each other up. Mm-hmm. So um, great. So we've paid the bills. Yeah. We've oh. got some kickball to talk about. What would you like to discuss? Well, let's uh, first. I'd like to talk about the fact that like we don't have to talk about politics anymore. Mm. <laughs> and uh, this is our my one and only go of it. Boy, am I glad that politics are back to being boring. Yeah, no, um, no news is good news. Um, you know, you, you, I, I haven't had to hear about anything weird popping up on Twitter or any craziness. That's kind of cool. Yeah. It's kind of refreshing. Uh, I feel like there's a level of sanity being brought to um, politics. I mean, other than, you know, maybe Ted Cruz's oh, weird no, stuff. Let, let's, let's just go ahead and admit, dude, like, politicians are fucking nuts anyways. Like, yeah. like you've got to be a, on a level of crazy to go do the job in the first place. I'm just glad that, like, that they're not the most popular people out there anymore. And should we still hold them accountable? Absolutely. But, like, we don't have to make them the most important. Like, we could go back to making kickball the most important things we're doing, you know? Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, you know funny thing i was telling you uh, earlier on that i had a little surprise for you mm-hmm. uh, on the show um it's i don't know if you've noticed but i know that it's been about a year since we started this program yeah um we 
we did this, I think, right around the start of the pandemic. Yeah, it was second, third week of uh, March. And I know this because just the the other day I uh, renewed the registry for. No it's shit. It's just kickball, just kickball, um, <laughs> the business. So, uh, yeah, it's that was kind of fun and a neat reminder of uh, the time that we've put into. Wow. Uh, the work that we're doing here. Wow. It's a labor of love. <laughs> Um, and honestly, it's just, uh, for the most part, been uh, friends getting together and yeah. talking about something that they both care about um, and people that they care about. So it's been a great time. Dude, like, this is nuts. Like, uh, Rick, Ricky, how much money have we actually made doing this podcast? Uh, none. Yeah. None. none. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, we, we don't make money. <laughs> we don't um, make money. We've, we've absolutely spent money on it. Yeah. But, uh, but it's because we want to and it's because it's something that we care about and love doing. We have most certainly spent money on the hobby. Um, well, one bill we need to pay. Uh, Kevin Potter's got his uh, Christmas oh, lighting yeah, business. Oh, yeah, that's right. Let's not forget. Uh, uh, he's got a, uh, holiday, a holiday lighting, festoon lighting for um, people's uh, houses. So if you're interested in doing, uh, I know the holidays are roughly what, nine months away, roughly, right? Yeah, give, uh, eight uh, months. Yeah, depending on you know how close to the you know uh, equator you are. No, I suppose no. how far <laughs> on the eastern hemisphere you are. But keep it in mind if you're going to do some holiday lights, Kevin Potter's got a business of uh, holiday lighting. Um, maybe I don't know. Maybe one day we'll be rich and famous, and everybody can sit around and think about, hey, I remember when those guys sucked, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe then they'll lift us up. Oh, yay. <laughs> All right, so what else do we got today? Dude, that's crazy. Our one year. One year anniversary. Happy anniversary, bud. Happy summer, bitch. You're supposed to get a hug. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got my hand on his thigh. That's good enough. It, it's a firm grip. <laughs> uh, well, let's talk about your OKC meeting. You had an OKC meeting this past week. Yes. Uh, yeah, we had uh, the first captain's meeting of the 2021 uh, se- potential season. Um, and really, you know, their preliminary discussions really gauging the interest that the uh, league has, the captains have, uh, the players have for potentially having a season in 2021. And, um, you know, it was, a, it was a great discussion. And, um, you know, we, we came, uh, you know, we came upon a couple of conclusions, um, that, you know, that are pretty firm. Uh, one is that we're not planning on uh, trying to have a season start anytime in the near future. Normally, we would start in May, right? Um, but as a group, we've decided that if we do hold a season, it'll likely begin in August, and it'll be a fall season, um, potentially running from August to October or potentially even as long as November, depending on you know how that works out. Um, the other thing that we've decided as a community uh, definitively is to make sure that um, any teams that, were, uh, that are a part of the league um, aren't forced to uh, play or uh, field a team this year uh, with, and, and then potentially have a repercussion of not being uh, back on the league, in the league. Typically when teams drop out of, uh, of the league, they're replaced. Um, and then that new team is a new member of the, of the OKC family. Uh, in this case, if a team opts out, we're not planning on replacing those teams. Um, we'll just hold their spots for them in, you know, in the next coming season. Um, you know, obviously this is all still in the, the works and there may be you know, 
players misplaced and that still want to play. And there may be players on teams that are opting to play that don't want to play. So there could still be a ton of movement of players on rosters. Um, but I did want to kind of just give you some preliminary um, feedback on what it's going to look like. That was a meeting that was held on Thursday. Uh, I'll be shooting a, a, an email to uh, the league players and posting likely, um, you know, what I'm sharing with you right now on the OKC pages um, shortly. It's a lot of information. Yeah. And uh, mind you, I know that Ricky and I get to have some private conversations, and I'm going to go and share with the listeners that there might be a little, I mean, there might be cause for a le- level of excitement here um, because uh, I've talked to a lot of people, and, we, and I know people don't like hearing it, but it's just how a lot of people feel that OKC is, a, it, being that it is a closed league and it's not always... Uh, inclusive to new teams but think about this people who aren't playing OKC this one year we may this is a, on uh, from Ricky and I's conversation it's on the table there might be a draft season there has been some conversation about uh, potentially holding a season with uh, the teams you know potentially represented kind of um, dispersing the players amongst the league and then holding a draft um we felt like it was a little too early to decide one way or the other to to head in that direction um now that we understand a little bit more about what a potential season would look like we need to communicate that to the group as a whole so they have time to process make decisions on you know what they want to do you know in their their individual cases and then um determine what the best season would look like or what what we think the best experience would look like for everyone else right. so if with all you non-okc players let's keep our fingers crossed that we might have a draft season and if it's a draft season that might be open to non-okc players well it's definitely something so i think let me uh kind of shoot down some let me talk about some of the perception that's out there with regards to the you know the the level of inclusivity that OKC has. While the league itself is a closed league in the sense that teams aren't able to join and register on their own, um, the team, uh, the, the teams as you know, their own uh, individual organization is allowed to uh, you know, seek out and draft or pick up players from any of the other leagues. Recruit recruit players from any of the other leagues um so if you are someone who is looking to join an okc team um really it's all you have to do is basically get out there in the community more once you come across people who play in okc you can make your desire to play or join a team known to them and oftentimes that's the easiest way to kind of you know become a member of of the the okc uh group but um it you know it's usually just a matter of time before you get to play OKC um, in 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 kickball. So, you know, I, if I had some advice to give with to anyone who is looking to join OKC, uh, keep playing and keep talking to people about the fact that you want to play, and you know, you'll eventually be recruited. Okay, so that's enough OKC talk. Let's get on to the uh, some of the other leagues. Um, yeah. Fresh reminder about uh, VGL, Varsity Gay League. Uh, they are having a start date of March 28th. Mm-hmm. Um, just mind the pen. 
that's a Saturday. They're playing midday on Saturday. Um, when I found out about March 28th start day and there were Saturdays, ugh, I, like I had a, a knot in my stomach and it made me from a, a very likely to register as a free agent to a hard no. I put some more thought into it. Now I'm a solid maybe. I think I'm going to be a solid maybe for participating in VGL. The Saturdays is a tough one for me. Uh, it's a hard day to commit to. Well, I mean, I, it's a lot. It's it's a lot of time being spent um, playing, you know, kickball, right? Because mm-hmm. we're already playing on Sundays. Mm-hmm. When OK, if OKC um, starts, and typically they play on Saturdays and thir- uh, and a weeknight. I would imagine that would change, you know, this year with you know the the later start. Um, but I know that there's another kick, the Kick Easy League is playing mm-hmm. on Sundays also, and people are going to be running, you know, back and forth to fields, and it's a lot of commitment. So it's, it's a heavy commitment to. I mean, I, I get it. Like, obviously everything has changed, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got now we've got our communities, and you know what else do we do? Um, but uh, a, it's a lot of commitment. Let's let's say you're playing underdog so you're playing underdog wednesdays or mm-hmm. sundays mm-hmm. and then or both or both like uh what we'd like, like to do we'd like to speaking of which i may be a potential free agent option if you are looking for a player if you're looking for a player <laughs> on wednesdays ricky is is definitely going to be a free agent um i'm trying my best to get, recruit him i'm going to be playing for virgins on wednesdays so now you, let's say you're playing wednesdays mm-hmm. on underdog mm-hmm. which well, that's part of the thing we're going to cover here in a minute so you got when, underdog is wednesdays and sundays so now you're playing Wednesday underdog, Thursday potentially OKC, maybe Saturday VGL, then Sunday kick easy or underdog Sunday. Day. Yeah, that's a or both or both. Yeah, and, and here's the the other thing that we kind of want to remind ourselves. Um, I I don't know about you, but there were vacations that I had to cancel, and trips that I you know couldn't take uh, last year. Disneyland. Um, yeah. Um, there, there is some making ups I, I need to do that, you know, I'm sure everyone else is in the same boat. So do you really want to limit your ability to, you know, go, you know, have, have those experiences by, you know, not. Yeah. I canceled a trip to Thailand. That's right. I have not seen my mother for two and a half years, not in person at least. Mm-hmm. So the, yeah, this October will be three years since I see my mom. So yeah, there's plenty of, there's plenty of, uh trips out there that you know you got to get scheduled to go do or um you know whatnot and how much can you commit to playing kickball yeah and in in my case i've got you know the kids you know and if i'm sure they're anxious to get back to playing you know recreational sports soccer you know t-ball you know baseball whatever it is um and usually those uh, events play on saturdays so Mm -hmm. You know, just things to kind of keep in keep in mind. But VGL is absolutely an option out there that uh, we highly encourage everyone checking out. Yep. So we got VGL Sunday or Saturdays midday. Then you get Kick Easy. They're playing Sundays midday. Mm-hmm. Like I think eleven to one is what I've heard. Yeah, something to that. And I don't have a start date for that yet. Uh, I just haven't seen any information out there as far as when the start date is. It might be coming up, but I don't know. Yeah, I want to say that that was coming up in late March, but I'm not 100% sure on that. I could probably do a little investigative reporting. We really need Diddy back. (laughs) (laughs) Boss, we miss you. I know. 
Um, so yeah, that pretty much wraps up everything. As far as as far as news or or start dates for new leagues, right? Does that mean that we get to talk <laughs> about playoffs? Oh, big playoffs! Time. Playoffs! What? We're talking about playoffs. That was my. Is that Ed Herman? No, uh, J- Jim Haslett. No, no, not Jim Haslett. It's oh, another. Yeah, yeah. Jim Ursa? No, I say. Nice anyway, owner. I'll, I'll look cool. it up. That's another. That's another thing we're gonna have to research and come back to. <laughs> Playoffs. Uh, it's practice. Jim Mora. Jim Mora Jr. Yeah, maybe Jim, Jim Mora. Mora from the Colts, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah, okay, let's get into it right now. Uh, underdog, por- underdog, winter league playoffs is starting tomorrow and i know there's a lot of excitement as far as how this is going to shake out um they got a, they added a new wrinkle this time which going from a four-team bracket to the uppers went into a five-team bracket last week beam and i spent probably way too much time <laughs> speculating on how the potential playoff format <laughs> would be only to have none of the situations kind of <laughs> that we threw out there, you know, uh, you know, lay itself out. So, um, yeah, no, they just added a fifth team to the top, you know, bracket. Uh huh. Um, you and I both talked about how it, we thought they were going to have a hard time leaving Guar off, mm-hmm. and so they found that, that solution by having them play a play-in play-in right. game in order to uh, give the first. The team that's ranked number one in uh, the top bracket, a bye, essentially, and then they play the winner of that team. Of that um, game. Yes. So this all really, oh gosh, you look at the teams. If you're just looking at the teams on paper, and if you are a you know member of our community and, and you know how the quality of the teams out there, mm-hmm. there's only one reason and one reason why there's four, five teams in that upper division, and it starts and ends with Chris Percy and 21 outs. Um, they played themselves into the top four. They, they elbowed, they pushed, they ground, they grinded their way into the upper division. Uh, if you just look at their last two games um, and their wins against Pitch Slap and and a Big City Slam, did you see that? I did yeah, it right. You did. You nailed it. You didn't call them boots and rally? <laughs> no, but they went out there and they elbowed their way into the top four. You know they they forced the forced the issue to get in there. I think they're like the biggest team on on fire. They've got, they've got the most momentum going into the playoffs. Seeing as their playoffs started three weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, no doubt they're one of the hotter teams in uh, the league right now. And you know, if you're Guar, um, you know, are you resting on your laurels? Are you are you are your your reputation um, as being you know a top performing playoff team? Um, Man, that game was completely different than I expected it. That bit, yeah, big city slam versus Guar. Yeah, yeah. No, we we both expected a lower scoring game, mm-hmm. and it ended up being a, a higher scoring game. I want to say it was what, twelve to eight or something like that. I think it was like thirteen nine. Yeah. Um, how, yeah. How did you feel about that game? I well, to me, it was the expected outcome in my eyes, um, and I I just didn't anticipate. Um, that many runs being scored. Both teams are pretty solid defensively, and um, I thought it was it was fantastic field conditions last week. There was no rain, mm-hmm. um, no wind. Yeah. So you know, it, it, that was a straight up matchup where the better team apparently won. 
I saw that I was I was a little taken back by the way that game went. Um, there was okay, so let's say you know either team could have won. Mm-hmm. So it, no, no doubt, right? That's for the most part. That that probably is a sixty forty big city over Guar right now. So if they play, you know, ten times, ten times, I, I would I would I would say right now if they're playing ten times. Big City, I, I'd say safe money is on them to win six of those games, right? So even if it is a 60-40, 50-50 matchup, I just saw a lot of errors mm. on both sides of the ball. That's what surprised me. That's, and, and, and really, that's, that's kind of the only way those games get that many runs is when the teams are making errors, chasing runners, um, overthrow balls. Um, that, that, that kind of surprised me that, that both teams made that many errors. Yeah, it's they're both they both have um, you know seasoned you know players you know people who've been around the block a couple times and know should know better. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know any, again, anytime you're in a competitive matchup, it's really easy to kind of lose your cool from time to time. Right. And you know I I know I've been you know kind of uh, known to occasionally throw you know throw a ball an extra time if. You know, if I'm in the heat of the moment, so it's really a, a conversation that the team has to have on a regular basis. Kind of just remind yourself, hey, calm down, make sure that you play within yourself, don't throw at the runners. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing about this is, this is very likely to, like, uh, Big City Slam is likely to play either Guar or Twenty One Outs, right? This is a matchup. Like they're they're playing the same team either from two weeks ago or from three weeks ago when Twenty One Outs. Like twenty watts playing big city slams after beating them, so like there's a little bit of revenge factor for big city slams versus twenty one outs going in, or there's a little revenge factor going on for Guar taking the lumps against big city slams the previous week, right? Like, like either way, big city slams gets either a revenge game against Guar or or twenty one outs or a revenge game for Guar against big city slams. Like it's it's gonna be a a it, tight game no matter what. If we were if we were uh, painting uh, or selling this uh, promoting these this event uh this weekend it's the it's clearly the easier games to really promote right yeah. oh yeah because there's there's history in the season you know with the teams involved um story sells itself yeah it's it it's really kind of a, a compelling uh situation for well i mean let, hell let's let's paint that picture for 21 outs if they can if they can be the Cinderella, you know, team that that bracket buster. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, beat Big City Slams again. Um, you know, you got to feel like they'd be, you know, rolling, rolling into that championship ship game thinking that they've got a, the real shot to to win. Dude, if I'm Chris Percy running 21 outs out there, and obviously I just had two big games where I beat Big City Slams about three weeks ago now, um, in 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 a in a game where both teams are playing pretty well and a 5-3 game, 5-2, 5-3, that, you know, that, that means both teams play pretty well defensively. So I just beat um, Big City Slams and I just beat Pitch Slap to get in, to make my, you know, make my way into the playoffs. Now I'm going to play Guar, who's the last team to beat me, right? Mm-hmm. So Guar did beat uh, 21 outs. I think that was a 10-6 game. And I'm looking at a revenge game against 21 outs a statement game against Big City Slams, and then guess what? I'm in the finals. Mm-hmm. And the other side of the bracket 
is no joke either. You you got two teams who've played really well all season long with Gas, Grass, and Ass versus you know us Tie Fighters. Yeah, I mean there, there's a combined two losses on the season between right. the two teams. So um, yeah, absolutely. It's it should be it should be an interesting um, goal of it this weekend. And and if you look at the other side with Tie Fighters and Gas, Grass, and Ass, the only loss Gas, Grass, and Ass has is from Tie Fighters. That is a flat out revenge game for them. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it should it should be uh, a great matchup. I obviously expect a, a closer game. You know, playoff kickball tends to, you know, bring out the best kickball in most people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there there are those people that kind of suffer a little bit in, in, under the heat of the moment, but um, I don't think that that's in gas gra- gas grass and ass at all. No, I think they're looking to. I, I I if I wasn't involved in the game. I mean, any a normal bystander would say, "Yeah, gas guys and ass are probably gonna get lined up to play against Tie Fighters." Seeing as they don't, they, you know, Tie Fighters has the only win against them, or you know, they put the only allow, uh, loss on their record. Um, I don't, I don't foresee that game going thirteen three again. I think, you know, I, I do believe Tie Fighters are gonna win. Look, I'm biased. I play on Tie Fighters, but uh, I don't think that Gas Grass and Ass is gonna go out there and score three runs. I think they're going to go out there and try and get at least 10 on the board, and it's going to be a lot more competitive than what that first game was like. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll see how it all shakes out. But, you know, if, if, if you're asking me what I feel like will end up being that, cha- that matchup in the, the championship game, I'm, I'm fully expecting to see the top two teams in, in, the, in, the, in the, that championship game. I'm going bracket buster. You're going bracket buster? I'm going 21 outs. You call, you, he's... He said it here for, uh, first, guys. Uh, he's called the uh, Chris per- uh, Percy uh, team victory uh, for 21 outs to upset, uh, well, not upset Guar, but absolutely, you know, play a, a tough team, beat a tough team in Guar. He's going to see them beat the number one seed in Big City Slams to make it to the championship game. That's That should be, that, that would be quite I'm the story. Calling it right now that this is, this is Chris Percy, 21 outs, and they go right for the championship. I think they, they knock out Guar. I don't think Guar is the same team we've seen in the past. Um, and I think Big City Slam, for as much for as a little a little slighted they are for the loss that they've taken them, I just think that the 21 outs is prepared to win. Now, what are they going to do against TIE Fighters? I think that's going to be a great game. I think that's a very interesting matchup. Um, I'm not going to go out of way to call it. I think it's going to be a great game. That's all I'm going to say to it. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to call it right now. 21 outs, Chris Percy, he's going to lead a charge to the finals. All right. Well, that's, Dude's a winner. He is a winner. Uh, and, a, and a class act and a great guy. Um, but let's see. Let's see Let's see how it all shakes out. Let's talk about that second division. Oh, the second division is great, too. You have a, a Demolicious taking the top seed, and they're going to play the winner of a Juggernauts versus Boone Rally. Uh, Boot and Rally is not a one in five team. Um, they beat up on Virgins on third base last week. It was like ten nothing. Uh, Boot and Rally, if there's a team that should have done considerably better on the season, it was definitely Boot and Rally. They, I don't know what happened to Boot and Rally. Uh, for them to go one in five is a disaster. Um, and I'm not. I don't think I'm painting anything wrong. It's a straight-up disaster. They went one in five. They, I, I think they had issues with people playing, showing up to games and whatnot, but uh, not a one in five team. 
Yeah. Not a one in five team. No, I was I was obviously surprised to see, you know, their record, you know, develop throughout the, the season. Um yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, do we is there a chance that a one in five team ends up winning the second division? Oh, absolutely. I think so too. So mm-hmm. um I don't know. I also I also think that uh that Demolicious team is a, a little bit better than um I mean, I, I, we played against them last mm-hmm. week, and I felt like they had a lot of good players and, and have a really good team. It's just a matter of kind of uh, figuring out how to play a little bit more together. Um, I think they're, they're one of those up-and-comers. So. Well, they're a new team. They've got a bunch of new players. Um, they're doing some things that uh, you, you can tell because they don't know how the game is won yet, that they're, they're not practicing the, the, the good fundamentals that the other good teams are doing. Um, oftentimes that revolves around like uh, having a third baseman and then having a female at, at shortstop, which right now I think I've, I watched them go shortstop male and third baseman male. And then they're not playing a male catcher. So there's some small things that, that they still haven't quite figured out, but you know, whatever, everybody gets a captain in their team and decide how they want to play on their own. Um, but they've got some really good athletes on the field. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see how they progress and you know and how they perform this weekend. So you know what are, what are we thinking about with regards to you know that second division? What how do you see this bracket kind of playing itself out? Okay, so you have demolition playing the winner of a uh, juggernaut versus boots. I think boots beats juggernaut. I think boots probably beats uh, demolitious. And the finals is uh, the winner of pitch slap versus virgins. I'm gonna give Virgins there ends up going Boots and Rally versus Virgins on third base. That that's that's how I see the second uh, the second division going. Are you are you predicting that you're gonna to have to make a choice at 8:30 on what field you're gonna play on? I am predicting that I'm not making a choice. Uh, I'm going to be playing in the championship game of the upper division. Out of boy, out of boy. I. I I love Becky, the captain of Virgins, but uh, I think she knows that um, in this scenario, I'm with Tie Fighters. You yes, know? sir. Well, so. cool. All right, good. <laughs> I, I can, I can, I can breathe. I love how you waited till the podcast to ask me. <laughs> I wasn't. I honestly listen. I honestly wasn't worried about it. I, you know, not that I, I, I don't think that you would want to play with Becky. It's that's not it at all. I just kind of. I think we already talked about the fact that we had priority um it's, but I wasn't it's sure. no it's well, not necessarily priority but and, you know and i hate the division play no i love the division. no i'm play. saying oh yeah it's because yes. of the, the yes level. i hate i've brought up chris percy a bunch of times he he's a he's a, a person i really enjoy but i talked about this about him last week about like he just has to want to play in the upper divisions and i feel the same way yeah like if i have the choice to play against the best in the league or not I have to be on the field and play against the best in the league. Yeah. Like, it, it, I, I'm unsettled unless I'm doing that. The decision would have been uh, a tougher one to make if Virgins were in the top bracket with us. Yes, if, if Virgins were us with us in the top bracket, um, that would be unfortunate because they would know that I'm going to be playing with, with you as well. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm just not going to feel good about myself unless I'm committed to playing against the best. Yeah. Trying to... And, I would I would forego a championship to know that I'm playing the best. Yeah, I, no, I agree. I, I think we've always seen eye to eye on on this subject. I I would I would absolutely make sure that I'm in that top bracket if if at all possible. 
you know, this is this kind of comes into like the um, red rubber. Mm-hmm. Like you can register. Like, uh, we don't know. I've, I asked Eric if, if uh, red rubber is going on, and he says he doesn't know. And he says it's still 50-50. So let's hope we can do red rubber. But red rubber, you can uh, you can register to choose what division you want to go into, soft core or mid core. And it's the same way I feel about that. It's like if I'm going to participate on a team, I'm going to participate in mid core only. It's so interesting because specifically for red rubber, I don't necessarily feel like the top soft core teams couldn't play in mid core and couldn't compete in midcore, I actually feel like it's more. There are a lot of uh, teams that decide to play softcore because there are more games to be played. Hmm. They end up getting more play. Their 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 second tournament, so they do the group play mm-hmm. and then they do the tournament play, mm-hmm. is substantially bigger. Yeah, I think in Portland's midcore there was six to eight teams. I think it was eight teams, but. Portland Softcore had like 30. Yeah. So the games are probably way more competitive in the Softcore division. Um, But the teams that end up winning it, I think there's only two teams that could even compete in midcore. And I don't believe that the Softcore team has any chance of ever... No, I and I don't even feel bad for saying it. I I don't ever see the Softcore champions ever competing to win the mid-core mid-core tournament well you know at at some point it'd be great to you know host some sort of fantasy right you know kickball scenario where you know after after the you know the red rubber tournament you you get a, another game between soft core and and mid-core i mean i think that'd be a lot of fun to right. watch but yeah, I mean, I, no i just don't see it i don't see it as a person who participated in winning the midcore championship last season, um, it, Pork Chop Express was so talented, had a lot of players everywhere, and Pork Chop Express beat teams by like seven or eight runs in the midcore. And we didn't beat soft teams. We we beat we bought teams with we we beat teams with like significant uh, um, experience. Yeah. You know, high level of play, high level of play, experienced players. Right. So if you're beating other teams with lots of experience, what would you do against the teams that aren't in that division? You know, um, Aguar, Aguar was a pretty stacked team. They brought in a, quite a few players, and they they lost in championship, and they could have beaten everybody in the soft core. Um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not trying to be prejudiced towards the soft core. They're, it's a lot of fun to watch them play. Like the competition level is is, is highly competitive. Mm. Well, and you know, I think Underdog specifically does a really good job of making sure that there is a place for everybody. So if you're getting started playing kickball and you want to still experience those competitive games, but um, don't necessarily you know have the team put together yet to be as competitive as midcore can get. Um, you know, they still want you to be able to have that level of experience. So having that sa- that space mm-hmm. to play in, in softcore is is fantastic, and it's it's a good experience for everybody. I'm really hoping Red River gets back. If if I could pull for one thing, if I could ask the kickball gods for one thing, it's Red River to come back. There's if you can have one wish, <laughs> one wish in kickball, it would be for Red River. Honestly, I we've talked about it. Red River is one of my favorite. Um, events of the summer 
um, and and we get to you know have both Seattle and Portland in like a two week span. So um, the highlight of my summer often re- you know revolves around that last you know week and a half uh, to two weeks of July and the first two weeks of August because it's in a normal year you get Seattle red rubber, Portland red rubber um, in uh, you know alternating weeks, and then you get. OKC, the OKC and the season tournament, mm-hmm. and then inside of, inside of July, there's a doubleheader week. Yeah, yeah. So, right. yeah, no, it's God. I'd just be. It would be so nice if kickball were back to normal, and unfortunately, we're you know kind of just a little away from that. We're really it. close, and it may not be in time for this summer, um, but it will be here soon as long as we continue to do some good things, uh, you know, as people and, um, you know, go get vaccinated. I think I'm going to try to get vaccinated here shortly. I think they opened up a a vaccination opportunity for some people here. Mm. I think at Albertsons had something. Mm. So, all right, well, before we go, give me your prediction for the bottom bracket, bracket. the the division two. I I don't want to say bottom bracket. Sorry. Um, bite my tongue there. Um, I, I think that we're going to see that, that Virgins team make the championship as well. Um, but I, I really do feel like Demolicious, you know, and, and Virgins will probably end up facing each other. Oh, you got, okay. Okay. We'll we'll see how it all plays out. Boot and Rally obviously is a talented team. Uh, and if, you know, they've got all their players, it, you know, they could absolutely, you know, kind of run the, run the Mm -hmm. gamut there. But, um. Ultimately, I think Virgin is going to win the championship. I bet you would like that. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Anyway, um, I think that's all we have today. That's all I got. Well, then, uh, if that's the case, hey, I think we're going to go so ahead and sign off. off. It's been a pleasure, Beam. Bye, Mom. Boys not get the memo. I do not stay at the Intercontinental. And anything I got is not a rental. I own that motherfucker. Figure it out. This shit is simple. My stock been going up like a crescendo. A bunch of handshakes from the fakes But nigga, I do not wanna be friends though I tell y'all motherfuckers, man, this shit is not a love song This a fucking stripper on a mink rug song This a fucking boys forever hold a grudge song Pop some fucking champagne in the tub song Nigga, just because song Dang, what's the move? Can I tell the truth? If I was doing this for you, then I have nothing left to prove, nah this for me though, I'm just trying to stay alive and take care of my people, and they don't have no award for that, trophies, trophies, and they don't have no award for that, shit don't come with trophies, ain't no envelopes to open, I just do it cause I'm supposed to I go to dreams with a 